you are listening to A Public Affair on Monday, September 12th. Welcome to Storytellers of Color, our new monthly show that airs every second Monday of the month on KGNU. The primary goal of the show is to provide a safe space for communicators of color through a series of conversations to elevate their voices and discuss issues of equality in the media. My name is Rosanna Longobetter, and our guest this morning is Katrina Miller, director of the documentary This Is Not Who We Are, which explores racial equity and inclusion storyteller and visual artist who creates films and video content to come to terms with issues of social justice. Welcome to the show, Katrina. Thank you, Rosana. Good morning. It is such a delight to be here. Finally, we've made it. <laughs> yes, I have been chasing you like I did when I chased you to the bathroom after you had this show of your documentary packed at Boulder High School. It was outstanding. Everybody from Boulder was there witnessing this documentary. It was a standing ovation. I said, I need an interview. And you said, but I have to run to the bathroom. I said, I'm following you. <laughs> so in the recording, I have the steps. And then, of course, in the bathroom, people were flashing. So it was super embarrassing. At the same yeah. time, we did it. Little did yeah. I know that you were going to win the best movie. The, the People's Choice Award, which I feel is the most important award because it's the one that the people decide was their top pick from the entire festival. So um, as I understand, I probably wasn't in, um, you know, the big judging categories. So uh, this this was huge. It was huge for for helping to get people more interested in watching the film, but just also even just a huge confidence boost for the whole film team because we had no idea how people were going to react. And that was like the best, one of the best possible outcomes for a uh, for a premiere, especially in Boulder. So it was awesome. And then you even took questions from a packed auditorium. We walked down all the way down to the cafeteria, I remember. And again, there were a lot of people super emotional and sharing from the mm -hmm. heart. It was such an experience to me that I also have to share. I burst into tears. Oh, Rosana, absolutely. I think about that day often um, because what was amazing to me was that, you know, I had the the panel with me and the filmmakers. I mean, we're all on the panel, but all of a sudden, all many of the black community members that were there at the call to action decided to come up and speak as well and i have that space completely open for anybody that wants to say anything say what's on their heart and it was just amazing the number of of leaders that came up to speak because they recognized that people were open and listening after seeing this film and that opportunity needed to be um needed to be jumped on you know and i feel in a lot of ways that that's what i'm doing right now i'm doing a lot of of, um, of community screenings at different venues in Boulder. And uh, I get to have these conversations with just different communities, departments at at uh, different organizations like CU or maybe, um, you know, the city of Boulder. And that has been wonderful, just having people open up and be vulnerable and really get to the bottom of why is Boulder like this and what can I do to make the change? So... Katrina, the last show of the movie was at Chitaqua Auditorium. 
It was again a packed event, and then you had a panel discussion with the director of the Black Department, Black Department Studies at CU Boulder. That event at Boulder High, and then Chitaqua, it's opening a door that will never be closed again in Boulder. Why is this oh. so urgent and so needed right now? It's always been urgent. It's always been needed. I think just the difference right now is that people are actually listening. And this um, this type of visibility, like with the film festival, be even being accepted, it's important. That acceptance, that belonging, it's important to know that, um, you know, these messages that we're trying to say uh, are something that the Boulder community wants and something they want to learn about. Um, and again, it's also validating because one thing that I believe is most stories out of Boulder um, come from the white lens. All the media is really about our um, beautiful nature and outdoors. And um, it's always highlighting uh, people who are white, who have done great things. But there's so many African-American people living here um, that have done great things and just people of color in general. Um, when we were having a feedback screening in October before we even came out with our film, um, we had people come in and view the film. We had, you know, a few hundred participants give us their feedback, what's working, what's not, what would you like to see in here or not. And what I noticed is when we had our BIPOC feedback screening, Black, Indigenous, People of Color screening, every person on there not only had their day job, but they had some other community activist work that they were involved in, like double timing it, sometimes triple timing it, you know, me, myself included. And it was just amazed how much we're all carrying, you know, trying to, um, to have a sense of belonging and really grow our community. And the only way we're going to grow our community is through, uh, through practices and equity and, and uh, uh, equitable policies and whatnot. So that's why that was significant. And, you know, Chautauqua is in our film. It has some history that's in our film. And it was so stirring to watch some of that history while you're sitting in there knowing that you know there were people here before watching blackface performances at one point so it felt like what happened at chautauqua when we were able to have our screening was that there was some healing on that space that there was acknowledgement from the community that what happened here was wrong and we are not those people and we are looking to move forward. And so I really look forward to having more opportunities to create more cultural events like that for the African-American community. Um, because, you know, in talking to Chautauqua, I understand that there's other groups that already have stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, let's let's try to have something for the African-American communities where we do have art and music and we just bring out different talent. It doesn't have to be somebody that's already super well known, um, but uh, let's discover all the talent that we have here. So what resonates right now with me is the word healing and I will add the word unity because by you being able to show this film, you're provoking a unifying force of people of color here in Boulder, Boulder County, Colorado, and wherever it is that you are taking this movie, because it's getting recognized around the United States, and who knows, maybe outside too. 
Yeah, people people are resonating with it. And um, I mean, that's that was is the best outcome, because I know that with watching the movie comes contemplation of the themes that are in it. And we also clearly lay out some of the uh, issues that people can um, go after. Because a lot of people say they don't know where to start. Well, okay, are you interested in, um, you know, correcting police violence or harassment against people of color? Are you interested in what's going on in the schools with our young children? Are you interested um, in doing like counseling or helping people through these microaggressions that we experience? So, so there's so many different things outlined and it's not just specific to Boulder. These problems happen um, in all different places. So I believe that that's why it is resonating. And um, I definitely do feel that unification with people I hear all the time from people of color that they do feel so validated and seen. It's almost as if there's a gaslighting that happens when when you're brown and you live here because everybody says it's so perfect. And you're like, wait, my experience has been a little bit more challenging than that, you know, to find spaces that I'm flourishing and thriving and feeling like I belong and making friends and feeling comfortable. It's not easy at all because what you are saying right now is making me ask you this question. How did your personal experiences living in Boulder, going to see you Boulder to get your journalist degree, working here has inspired you to produce this kind of content that is heartbreaking, it's raw. In the film, you had a little girl bursting into tears and saying, I'm afraid they're going to kill me, an eye-opener. And people were shocked yeah. when they saw this piece. You could tell in the audience. So please share with us your personal experiences so that our listeners will understand how huge it is for you to have produced this. You know, as I say, people have heard it before. It's a lifetime of lived experiences. Um, you know, I've been born Black, always been Black, um, and I've lived in this body. But... It wasn't until I came to Boulder that everything seemed to become a lot more pronounced and, and where I really felt like other. And there weren't places for me to go to to feel a sense of belonging. So that was tough. And, and again, even to get my hair done. So give me a second, Arsana. And there's just so many places I can go. In your personal experience as a woman of color, with a coming together of ethnicities that, you know, makes us really complex. And America forces us to select one square and identify ourselves as one, one ethnicity or one race. It's very complicated. They are not seeing us as humans when they are asking us to pick one of those squares. I just want to make a reflection on the diaspora that was done. Why? Because... Black people were taken as slaves all over the world. That's the reason why coming together of different colors, different ethnicities has been able to manifest. And the idea of belonging is extremely important for us, especially when they divide us is when they conquer us. But I do want to make sure that at least we touch back into your expertise in video making. With the pandemic, what we saw is that young people start doing a lot of video, a lot of video to show themselves and uh, to put themselves out there. Why is extremely important 
to have diversity in media, in videography, done by, for the community and with them, a co-creation? I have so many different answers to that. One that I will give, if you notice a lot in the media, it's a lot more of the Caucasian looking Latinos or, or Spanish looking Latinos that you see on the novelas and um, that are represented a lot of times. And so I believe that that feeds into some people's belief Uh, maybe they're not well-traveled. I would love to see more uh, Afro-Latinas and dark-skinned Latinas and Latinas with Afros because certainly exist, um, but I'd love to see more representation of that. So it wouldn't be so hard to believe this division you talk about. It's so interesting how that happens with Latinos and how in some way they have to assimilate when they come to the United States as well. But really what it is, is this film has validated a lot of people's experiences and that's been meaningful to tell people that we are here because one thing that I hear often is that well there's like no black people in Boulder or there's two black people in Boulder no there's way more than that here and in this film you see way more than two black people you see um, a long line of people that have lived here um, you know for for many years so I just Uh, feel like that representation is important and telling these stories, including these stories uh, within our community are important to give people context as to how maybe these situations have occurred and why we are here where we are with the racial climate in Boulder. Oh, I feel like I've kind of gotten off topic, Rosanna. <laughs> no, 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 it's good because it's, yeah, it's the racial climate in Boulder. We were just talking about the importance of bringing more diversity into the media landscape. Why is this urgent now more than ever for you? It's always been urgent, but it feels like right now people are being... Um, receptive and and open to really hear the messages. And while people are open, just like at that premiere screening at Biff, while people are open, I'm going to keep talking and I'm going to keep spreading um, these messages of what's happening so that people can become aware and take action. And Rosana, I believe it's working. I do. I do also believe it's working because I have witnessed when you have being able to take the movie and then open a panel discussion, the reaction of people has been incredible. The questions they have asked, the reckoning. So it is right. This is the moment. There's a door that has been opened and I don't think it's going to close anymore. I think you're right. Um, you know, but, but it's not a time to be complacent. We do still have to work to make sure that we, we keep that open. But you're right. I feel like we're we're on a on a new path as Boulder. And hey, I just had some a uh, black neighbor moving next door and you know, it was incredible. So, uh I take that maybe as a sign. You are listening to Storytellers of Color as part of a public affair and we are talking today with Katrina Miller, owner of Black Cat Productions. Katrina Miller is also directing biographer at Red Rocks Amphitheater and has over 20 years of experience in video production. Katrina, is there something else that you would like to give away or an advice to those young producers 
young people in media that are wanting to navigate into this world that is super complex and super competitive and that is not easy, you know, it's not an open door for us. It's difficult. You know, even with feeling like I have reached a certain level of success with this film that I've never seen before, just for my own experience, um, there's still things that I feel in the workplace, not necessarily feeling a sense of belonging in some spaces or not listened to in some spaces. And um, I think the only difference is that now, um, instead of knowing how to navigate it better, which is what I feel like I've always been doing, just kind of working around it and being extremely um, diplomatic, is that I, I feel empowered because of the film, because of the support that I've had to to stand up or at least to hold my head up high and and understand that there's a larger community that's behind me and that listens to me and that validates my work uh, and this work as good and as meaningful for the community. It's really hard. It felt like it took forever to finally get a break. I'm 40. I've been doing this work since I was 18 years old. Um, but I never gave up. I kept my eye on the prize. And to tell you the truth, research has shown it is difficult a lot of times for people of color and especially women to thrive in these types of creative media fields, um, especially with behind the scenes, uh, because there's not a lot of mentorship or encouragement helping to bring you up along the chain, which usually what happens in, in jobs. Um, so it's hard. Uh, and so when we keep hitting these glass ceilings, what we end up doing is creating our own thing. That's how Black Cat Video Productions was born because nobody would hire me. <laughs> so I started my own business and it has gone through waves of, you know, having great clients and just not having any work. And But it wasn't until starting my own business and believing that I could do it, being realistic about where I was starting from and building, you know, from a little store-bought camera I bought at Best Buy when I graduated <laughs> from college, you know, um, that, that was, those were my beginnings, to then moving through my career and getting promoted at these different jobs just for always being the responsible person that's there, showing up, always giving new ideas. But the thing that really I feel Rosanna broke my career open and I want people to know this is when the pandemic happened and everything closed and all those fancy venue jobs I have like directing at Red Rocks was gone and I didn't have that income I still had plenty of editing work but it was um you know these concert venues are really what makes me feel um alive a lot of times because of my connection with music and being out there with the big crowd I miss that there's there's a big source of um of energy that that gives me without that i took to the streets with my camera because i needed to create i'm an artist no matter what i need to create took out my camera even brought out some friends sometimes and would just make pieces and this these things i made from my heart that i didn't know anybody would watch or care about but i just put it on youtube are the things that got people's attention 
the Black Lives Matter March on Pearl Street, where I did a music video with Pedro Silva, that got people's attention. Whoa, look at all of those people. Look at the potential for what we have. Okay, um, making a short documentary showing the empty streets of Boulder at the very beginning of the shutdown. Pearl Street on April 20th at six o'clock was empty. You can see this video on YouTube. This allows people to look back in time because they weren't coming out of their houses to see this, but this allows people to look at this time and to really place themselves. Where were they in this? in this time that has been so hard for all of us. Um, these have been the things that have made an impact, which led to the silence of quarantine. And then uh, this is not who we are when that finally came out. I've been working on that this whole time. Again, right from the heart, something that took a lot of bravery and courage to do because I wasn't sure how the community at large would react, but this is the thing that really spoke to people. So what I want to say is that, yeah, you know, you're going to have to do those things that we always do. Try to, uh, you know, perform the best that we can because we're judged to a different standard. So we're always on time. Um, you know, we're always just doing the best, best foot forward. Uh, but there's also really following your heart and listening to that story that you want to tell because that's a story that other people are really going to want to hear so uh don't give up and be true to yourself and be true to your heart thank you so much mm -hmm. katrina miller for joining us for our storytellers of color a collaborative series inspired by journals of color and latinx voices group I have been your host, Rosanna Longover. Thank you again, Katrina. I always enjoy speaking with you. I cannot wait to see your next film, but we will have to wait for that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.